nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scoured the globe with top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. So welcome back to the Matter of a Mind experience. Of course, I'm your fantastic host, master trainer, and weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. Today, I have for you Sylvia. With a fantastic last name, she's from Australia, and I will not dare try to screw up her last name, so I'll let her give that to you. Sylvia coaches you to optimal health. I love this woman, right? Optimal health. Not many people use the word optimal. I use the word optimal a lot. She coaches you to optimal health. Reclaim your zest, that wonderful zest of life, right? And reconnect to nature's medicine. I need to ask her too, what is nature's medicine, right? I know what nature's medicine is, but we're going to talk about what that really is, right? What's nature's medicine? And of course, you know, with the rebranding, have a hack of every episode. And today we're going to talk about the benefits of infrared sauna. Yup. That's going to be the hack that you have to stick around for today. And with that being said, let's welcome Sylvia to the show. Hey, Sylvia, how are you doing today? Hi, good to it's good to see you. It's Tadhalska, by the way, if you wanted to know my say <laughs> or Tadhalska. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna leave it. Oh, by the way, we, she's in Australia. She's outside enjoying nature. We're gonna talk about nature's medicine. You may hear some birds and a little bit of noise around. It's it's gonna be a nature episode. So get ready for it, everyone. Get ready for it. it. The orchestra has started for you already. Exactly. It's just, and just relax, relax. You know, as long as we don't see Jason or, you know, in, in any horror, you know, horror movie things going on in the background, as long as we don't see that, we're all good to go. But birds, we're going to roll with it. We're going to roll with it. Hi, right, Sylvia, with that being said, tell my audience about yourself. Oh, well, I'm a functional medicine health coach, and I'd love to actually tell you about how my light and sleep journey really started. And it was about 25 years ago. So my very first job, uh, I was a night shift worker on a futures trading desk at an investment bank and one of those gorgeous Sydney skyscrapers, you know, with bright shining lights everywhere. I slept six days out of seven. Uh, I finished work at about 8am and slept really badly for six hours and then, you know, got up and went to work. I went vegetarian after uh, going to an Anthony Robbins conference where he told me that, you know, the, the secret to optimal health was going vegetarian. But I got sick. I got polycystic ovary syndrome. I got glandular fever in my late 20s. And then I got a day job. Things balanced out a little bit, uh, but still I had quite a lot of health issues, including um, uh, psoriasis, skin issues, lots of hormonal things going on. And I even had two big head traumas from mountain biking. So for 16 years, that was my life. I worked very long hours in Sydney I was um, uh, and, and Hong Kong. Uh, I, I was a trader in an American investment bank. But the outcome was that I was stressed, sick, inflamed. I was about 15 kilos heavier than I am now. I lost a lot of hair and I was told I was uh, infertile by a specialist. 
So finally, I got pregnant 14 years ago. I stopped working for um, nine months. I discovered Western A Price, which is a nutrient-dense whole food, nose-to-tail eating concept. Um, I started to obsess about my daughter who had failure to thrive, and I devoured every podcast I could about natural healing. Uh, so that included lots, making lots of my own kombuchas and sauerkrauts and activating nuts and, uh, nuts and seeds, fermenting, making bone broth, pâtés. I know you're all over this stuff. So when I had to go back to work, when my daughter was nine months old, I discovered I was getting sick again. So that's when I finally figured out it was toxic overload. So I had stress toxicity. Uh, the fragrances I used, the things I put in my hair, on my body were making me sick. I had a toxic mindset, obviously surrounded by that really toxic alpha trader style energy. Uh, the washing detergents I used, the late nights, the alcohol, the lack of sunshine, the um, LED lights, I was surrounded by LED lights. So imagine getting up before sunrise, um, getting to work and getting home after sunset, sitting in those LED flickering lights. And I had six computer screens radiating my every cell. So basically, need I go on. Um, so I made a conscious choice to leave, focus on my family, rebuild myself and my daughter. And that's reconnecting to myself and to nature. And that's when I became a um, functional medicine health coach. And I started to share my discoveries of what helped rebalance me personally. Uh, and now I work for allied health providers uh, as a health coaching clinic. I also have my own private practice that I'm rebuilding since my recent move from uh, Sydney to Byron Bay in Australia. So that's me in a nutshell, shining my light, ready to take on a new challenge. Shining your light. And we're all going to know we're going to sit under that light. It's not LED light. You're, you're shining that beautiful I'm sunshine, I'm right? giving you some broad spectrum right. rainbow light. Yep, that's what I'm there doing. There we go. Well, you, you, that's the light you're shining right here. We're not shining LED light. You no, know? no, if no. You do, I might it's have to it's put on my blue light blockers or something if it's LED light. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you gave us a lot to unpack. I'm not going to go into details on it because my audience is quite aware of a lot of things you talk about. It's because we exactly we know about stress, we know about sleep, we know about radiation. I mean, we've had I've had so many guests that have knocked on all of those, and we even talk about that before the interview. Toxicity, oh my God, like all these things that that we consider normal, which is probably is normal, right? But it's not good. It's not optimal. These are things that we're Absolutely. used to, mm. and it's a shame. Like we don't realize that when when we feel a certain way, when our minds are clouded. These are all because of our environment and, th and things that are going on in, in, inside our bodies. So our outer environment and our inner environment, hence the name of the show, The Matter of a Mind Experience, right? Because we want to optimize all our environments so we can feel better in all aspects of our lives. So you start off with an experience and then you started to grow from that. And now you are in the space that you are. And that's a perfect segue to ask about, about sleep, right? Why is sleep so important? For optimal health? That's a really good question. So first of all, I think it's really important to define optimal health. I mean, I know what it means for you because I follow you and we spoke about it before the show, but who are you at your energy best? What is your identity? How do you show up at your most optimal, healthy self? And the way you answer that question, because obviously, you know, it can be quite varied, is the way you should be living your life. So my definition of optimal health, because I am, you know, I'm a hyperactive 50-year-old woman, it's, it's zest, energy, joy, clarity, focus, 
and of, of course, strong immunity and to have no health issues. So the summary of all that is being able to keep up with my young kids as a 50-year-old woman. So that's what, that's what energy and health means to me. Um, as sleep is a root cause of us being able to sustain these on a daily basis. So you know how you feel after a bad night's sleep, especially the following day. It's the opposite of optimal. So the, the foundation example that I like to use is we always talk about the pillars of health. I mean, I know you did this for a living. You know, we've got nutrition, we've got breath, we've got hydration, we've got eating, you know, moving, um, being present. They're all the, in the pillars, but sleep is not a pillar. Sleep is the concrete block the pillars are built on. Um, and it's not, so, you know, we, we spoke about it before, but when you're obsessing too much with the food and your exercise regime, if you haven't nailed your sleep, your, your health will lack a solid foundation. You won't, you, you'll fall over basically. Um, so optimal health really starts in the way you live your day. It's those, it's those micro moments uh, and working out um, uh, sleep habits really start in the morning. And, and it's bookended by your PM ritual. So obviously it's not the afternoon, it's not the evening that, that we're focusing on, it's the morning. Um, and I'm sure you have, but if you've read anything by Matthew Walker, who's the you know, best-selling uh, best sleep author, Neuroscience of Psychology, and if you're inspired by facts like I was, when he started talking about that one night of sleep depri deprivation can make you insulin resistant as a type 2 diabetic. It makes you age faster. It decreases your libido. It stores more body fat, which obviously increases your you know, demand um, for sugar and that heavy carbage. I love that word, carbage. It's fantastic. Carbohydrate garbage. You know, it gives you wrinkles. It reduces your longevity. It increases risk of traffic you know, accidents. Just the, the amount of, of consequences that, that a one night of sleep lack has just completely you know threw me um and he even said that you know if you're a ceo if you're in a company um underslept employees take on less challenging problems they produce a fewer creative solutions they exert less effort when working in groups and the more or less sleep that a ceo has had the more or less charismatic they will be so Sleep is also essential for the reproductive system and it boosts testosterone. And a lack of sleep makes you 10 years older from, te from a kind of say, testosterone standpoint. So if you think of optimal health as an equation with energy, charisma, longevity, um, appearance, uh, you know, lack of brain fo fog, which is clarity and high libido, then you really should consider increasing your sleep by one hour a night um, as an experiment. And from my point of view, I also did it uh, as a detox. So, you know, hard science shows that deep sleep is critical, critical to clearing toxins and debris out of the brain. And obviously, the less sleep you have, the higher your probability um, of getting Alzheimer's. So as a, as a parent, my goal is to teach my kids and my clients' kids about wearing the badge of honour of having more sleep and not less sleep which is what obviously our society is still banging on about you know how wearing their badge of you know only sleep four hours a night and Narada, i know you you know personally have a great interest in sleep so i'm sure you can add to this list but but that's sort of my my take on optimal health and optimal sleep i love the way you define optimal health by the way that's absolutely fantastic because i definitely agree and it looks different for each person right we all have our different roofs and ceilings so thank you for that I have nothing to add then to what you said about why we should get sleep. The only thing I would, I do have to add um, just about how we can get sleep, right? So, I, and I love the fact that you start off by saying it happens with 
what we it starts at what we do in the mornings because mm. that's when our cortisol picks up and then our circadian rhythm starts right now i'm not going to go over the entire list i have a short on how to get optimal sleep how to get quality sleep and i also have an article on my website zukahealth.com where the show notes are going to be as well on how to get optimal sleep but i 100 agree with you 100% it starts at what you do in the morning and then it habits throughout the day because your circadian rhythm is a clock and it has to run appropriately. The habits of night also play a role in that. But regardless of how good your night habits are, if you don't start the clock properly when you first wake up, the rest is going to be a lot more challenging. So I love the way that you said that. That I 100% agree. Now, we're still we're talking about sleep, right? So we're going to talk about blue light. Blue mm-hmm. light is not bad. I don't think it's bad. However, we do need to wear blue light um, blockers and we do need blue light bulbs. And by the way, I have both. Of course, you know that. Mm, but why? <laughs> I know, right? Now, this guy, this guy. But well, why should we use them? Why should we use blue light blocking bulbs and glasses? Well, uh, you know, I love my blue blockers as well. I've had mine for about four years now. So, you know, you've heard of food as medicine. Light is medicine. So there is light as medicine. We're really trying to trick our body into thinking it's in its natural environment i guess that's a bit of a you know biohacker uh, a goal so since we replaced the incandescent light bulb with led it has changed the frequency of our light so incandescent was actually biologically appropriate as it had that amber red orange um, and infrared components and more like that full spectrum light but um they were deemed to be in energy inefficient so replaced with energy efficient led blue lighting now blue lighting is a sympathetic stressor um, of course, these you know lights are probably better for the planet, but much worse for our health and for animals and for plants and even for insects. They actually, um, if you have a blue light outside in your house, they attract five times more insects than um, amber ones, those, those blue ones. So that's a little bit of a um, bug tip for you. Um, and the LEDs flicker and that affects your brain. So it increases cortisol. It's like a strobe light. It's like, you know, going to a nightclub every single day in your house. Um, It causes neurological stress to the brain. So it can give you headaches, um, eye strain, even potentially epilepsy or anyone with light sensitivity like me. When I see those uh, car headlights come in with those blue laser beams, totally freaks me out. I get really um, discombobulated. Uh, So because there's no such thing as a flickering light in nature. So we're continuously chasing that that light light source which means that our brain is struggling to keep up so as you know you know our ancestors used to spend 90% of the day in rest and digest which is their parasympathetic state but we've flipped that as a society and because of led lights and fluorescent lights we're um 90% flight or fight state uh, fluorite, fluor, fluorescent light is the same it's it's a very high 450 nanometer sort of uh uh beam and it's sending a trigger of wakefulness to the brain so every time you go into those 7-eleven shops you have in the states or hospitals that's exactly what it's doing um now the high energy visible blue light has been singled out as more significantly disruptive to sleep than any other color on the light spectrum so white led lighting suppresses the release of melatonin five times more than incandescent bulbs obviously uh, disrupting your circadian rhythm and it can influence your mood negatively. Uh, and circadian r- rhythm disruption seriously affects, um, uh, disrupts your uh, hormonal disruption. It can give you, it lead to depression and increase in 
um, obesity, not even talking about the consequences for eye damage. So there's damage to the retina, which is a part of your eye that um, keeps objects in focus. Then there's um, eye fatigue, dry eyes, blurred vision, headaches, and um, macular degeneration. So um, blue light is considered a carcinogenic pollution uh, that in mice related to uh, high cancer uh, cancer rates and uh, exposure to light can increase breast and prostate cancer. I've got studies, uh, links to studies as well, if anyone's interested. So what happened was blue blockers came onto the market, blue blockers to the rescue, and they their goal is to remove the harmful frequencies of the blue light. So, of course, blue light isn't bad, especially in the morning, but it depends at what time of the day you're getting it and what the intensity of that blue light beam. I always think of laser beams. Um, and there's also um, do your research with blue blockers because not all of them are, are the same. There's really good quality ones and there's really, you know, really crappy ones uh, that have a different efficiency in reducing um, uh, blue light. So once you reduce blue light, it supports melatonin production. Um, so what I do personally is after midday, I wear my blue blocking glasses um, after I get my morning sun exposure. So when I'm working on my computer or I'm going out at night, which means I have to counter the streetlights and I counter the glare from the headlights to the point that I won't leave the house without my blue blockers now. Lucky they're quite attractive. Um, and I wear a, a brand that blocks 85% of the high frequency blue light. Um, from digital devices and 100% of UV light. I think in America they've got a, a national standards um, definition uh, where there's a hazard factor at 425 to 450 nanometers. So make sure that the blue blockers you get do actually get rid of that particular um, frequency. Or you can also buy specific shades that have a clear uh, amber or red range. So, you know, shift workers are recommended to have the, the red blockers. Um, and in the morning, you can just have your clear ones because that way you you know you're still um, you, you're still reducing the emission, but you're not reducing all the blue light that's um, going in. So they're the blue blockers. But as you know, if you want to go one step further, it's your home and your work environment that you need to look after as well. So eyeglasses are not enough if you truly want to hack it. And that's because our sensitivity to light sits in our eyes and on our skin. So, you know, if blind people still have circadian rhythms, you know, they found out um, in academic studies quite recently, I think it was only about two years ago, that something called um, melanopsin, which is found in our eyes, is in very high concentrations. Uh, it's basically a photoreceptor that, um, that helps translate images into whether it's day or night. They found this sitting on our skin and it still disrupts our um, melatonin production. So that's why it's super important to know how much of our skin is exposed to blue light. Um, so blue light, um, so yeah, sorry. So like, like you, one of my favourite hacks are the amber light bulbs and downlights. I get them from blockbluelight.com. It's an Australian company. Uh, they have been amazing for my energy. They have completely transformed my house and my clients' houses. So they're basically full-spectrum light bulbs with no flicker because they've converted that um, AC source into DC. So it's a continuous light source, not that, you know, that, that flickering effect that totally freaks you out. Um, no LED, they're energy efficient, and they have three modes. So it's one bulb and you can press the button. So you get your blue light in the morning, then you click it again, and it's um, amber and blue for the afternoon setting. And at nighttime, it's a beautiful um, amber, uh, amber slash red glow. 
Uh, so yeah, we've got a whole house fitted out and it's just completely, it's just made such a big difference. Um, and from a blue light point of view, uh, avoiding these these lights for three hours before you want to fall asleep. It's, it's uh, only using your warm and red tones in the evening and wearing your glasses at home is a really, really, really good idea. And if you can't afford it, we just um, we used to use salt lamps near the near the um, PC. And I also know that you were um, talking about photo uh, photomodulation, having those photomodulating panels in your office or home to moderate the blue lights is is a really good idea as well. Um, but when you talk about the our ancestors, our ancestors' behaviour, remember they used to just have the campfires. So theoretically, not turning on overhead lights at all at night is another really good idea if, if you're comfortable having things at eye level. Um, because we're not because uh, increasing um, we're increasing melatonin by removing overhead light. So if, if you think about in nature, we're not the, the only time the sun is above your head is only what 15, 20 minutes of a day. So that's one of the reasons that they, they say if you actually want to really hack the, the, the amber thing at night, just have them at eye level. Uh, but during the day, obviously, you want balanced levels of blue light to help release cortisol because otherwise you'll be, you know, sleepy and tired and, and not with too much clarity. Um, I, yes, I absolutely that's it. love that. That was fantastic. Thank you for sharing because that, that's something my audience really needs to hear. And you went a little bit deeper than I was even anticipating in the beginning. <laughs> so, which, no, that's great. That's why really my audience is here. So yeah, I, just, I, I love, love that you did that because you're giving the reason and the studies behind everything. So what I'm going to do is quickly just do a summary at that point, just yep. to make sure that everybody's on point. So we're talking about the importance of blue light. We know that it is connected to your circadian rhythm, right? Um, now, wearing a, a good blue light blocking, pair of blue light blocking glasses, it's stops, it blocks your eye from that UV light telling your body it's daytime because Think about it. If you're watching TV at night and you have all these lights on at night, you're telling your body it's daytime. When it's nighttime, you wonder why you struggle to sleep. But it's not just about your eyes. It's also about your skin because you're also exposing your skin to that light, right? That's where the blue light blocking bulbs can come in handy. Now, someone may ask me, well, what if I don't have $100 or $200 or something like that to drop in a nice pair of blue light blockers? You know what? If you have to go cheap, Go to Amazon and get a pair of blue light blocking mm. glasses if you have to for $10, $15. You know what? Some is better than nothing. Yeah, blue light bulbs are not expensive at all. I have in my bathroom because, you know, I have to shower at night because I'm not late. No, I'm not nasty, contrary to what people may think. Um, I have uh, blue light blocking bulbs in my bathroom because that's the only light I turn on and the sun goes down, right? Um, now, that's important because I it, it, it doesn't give me that, doesn't wake my body up. Now, one time, one of my friends was staying over and, um, and it was just a friend there by that, you know, it's my best friend. And she was, uh, she woke up and she used my bathroom and she went back to bed. And the next day she said, when I, she said, when I'm at home, when I wake up, I usually can't go back to sleep. I yeah. woke up, I went right back to sleep. I said to her, you see, you realize the lights in my bathroom, they weren't white. They weren't blue light. They weren't blue light. They were, they, they were blue light blocking bulbs. And that's why I didn't wake you up. And she's like, oh my, and then guess what? She bought some for herself, right? Oh, wow. So it goes to show it wasn't even a placebo thing. She didn't even know that's what happened, right? So I just want to put that, put that all together, understand. Now, in addition to that, you mentioned about 
keeping the lights at eye level. I don't necessarily have it in some situations. I don't have any lights on but my bathroom anyway. And I usually turn it off after I brush my teeth. So I usually don't have any lights on anyway, right? Wow. Um, and you know, at, at night. Now, if I maybe TV, maybe a little bit, and I turn it off within a couple of hours if we're trying to go to bed anyway. But the eye, the the light at, at eye level or even lower, that's another awesome thing. Cause that's another ancestral thing because they didn't have the lights above them. So thank you for sharing that as well. I actually wasn't even aware of that. Now that's all tied into your circadian rhythm, which is very important for sleep, health, recovery. We all know this, right? So with that being said, tell us more tips about improving sleep quality. Oh, that's just going to, you're really going to have to cut me off on this one because this is, and I know you've done your, I know you, you, you're so passionate about sleep and you've done your newsletter I read your article, so you know a lot of this stuff already. But once again, identifying the root cause. So you're looking to improve sleep, sweet sleep quality. If you don't find the root cause of why it's out in the first place, I think you can improve it, but it just won't be optimal. So, you know, what are your kryptonites? Like what are the little things that are your energy drainers that affect your sleep? Um, or do you actually have um, you know, that, the, the analogy of kryptonite dust, like t- tons of little things that just aren't, you're not doing uh, correctly. You know, is it, is it the food you're eating? Is it sugar? Is it the refined, you know, um, cabbage or the vegetables like canola oil? Uh, is it too much toxic exposure? Is it just, is it just your psychological um, stresses like, or negative mindset? Um, lack of movement, perhaps, you know, potentially. We all know that we suffer from too much sitting. You know, late night technology, is it the, the, the wrong lights, the bright lights, the shift work? Is it mouth breathing, you know, lack of breath? Or is it because you're watching, you know, Netflix action movies and you're too much of an aroused, an aroused state before you go to bed? So it's can you replace your kryptonites with things that feed your energy? Um, I always do a simple list before I go before I go harder because I never know where people are. But top top five habits that can be done straight away by every single person that are really basic that I'm sure your um, your uh, viewers are already all over. But just in case they're not, so turning phone on airplane mode and turn off Wi-Fi. So get those modems out of your bedroom. People still have modems next to their head that is known to affect your nervous system. Um, cold exposure after your evening shower is a fantastic way to, um, to help with sleep as well. Obviously, as discussed, natural morning sun on your face and your eyes first thing if possible, not with a window because that, that dappled um, window light is not what we're after either. Try and go to bed at the same time um, as often as you can and reducing your stimulants. So have one less and stop earlier in the day, which is really simple. So personally, I've stopped my chocolate consumption um, at 12 o'clock. Yes, it's weird to have chocolate in the morning, but I'm really sensitive to caffeine. So I'll have my one coffee and one and my homemade chocolate. Uh, But I do finish having that at 12 o'clock. Otherwise, it does affect my sleep. Now, the three slightly more challenging hacks that had a massive impact on my health, vitality, and my clients' um, health. The first one um, is a continuous glucose monitor. I'm not sure if you've you've if you use one, but it is a you know minimally invasive electrochemical uh, electrochemical sensor that's inserted just below the skin uh, to measure blood sugar levels in the um in the fluid and obviously it is used by a lot of um diabetics but as a non-diabetic you can still use it but you're using it as a hack 
because obviously blood sugar is one of the most important markers that we can track to see how our diet and lifestyle impacting our overall health and in particular um, our sleep. So I don't know what uh, who you get it through in America, but in, in Australia, you can get it from, from a Freestyle Libre company. You can sign up as well. We have them here um, as well, yeah. Yeah, great. So you know how you, your food interacts every time you, you know, you get short-term feedback loop, you can make adjustments as soon as possible. You can see how you respond to stress and exercise. So personally, I I could reduce the frequency of my high, my really high readings. Um, I reduce the frequency of my low readings. I noticed that when I was going to bed after certain foods, I would wake up my uh, wake up myself because my, my blood sugar was just going too low. And I can limit, I could limit my glucose spikes before bed. Uh, so many things affected my blood sugar. And until I actually had a real-time um, analysis of what these things were, I just didn't know what they were. So for me, starchy carbs in the evening, absolute no chance in hell. I can't eat starchy carbs at night. I just will wake up at 2 o'clock every time. Totally wired as my, you know, as the cortisol kicks in, adrenaline kicks in at 2 o'clock in the morning because it thinks I'm dying because my blood sugar is so low, wakes me up. Um, alcohol obviously affected me, especially if I had any without, you know, my glass of red wine that I don't have very often, but if I had it without food, disaster and white rice. Yep. I know the whole lectin thing, but my body does not like white rice. It doesn't like bananas, any fruit without fat. And I totally spiked and had a really, really crappy night's sleep if it happened in the, um, uh, in the afternoon. So, so sleep awareness is really important. So the other thing that I love that, uh, to give my clients and that I had myself is my little aura ring. I know you guys are all familiar with them. They've been around for, for ages. But once again, it's one of those continuous uh, trackers. Um, this one is quite expensive. It's not cheap, but it's meant to be best in class for technology. So it's got three center, uh, sensors that continuously track your activity and your nervous system functioning. So that includes um, heart rate, heart rate variability, your temperature and your movement. And it's a little app that constantly gives you little feedback and comments about, you know, how you slept, why you slept badly, what's going on. So it really just increases your um, awareness as well. Um, and another one of my hacks are um, essential oils. I absolutely... I mean, I use them morning and night. I diffuse them in the morning and in the evening. I literally smother myself in oils. I know it's not a root cause, but it is a tool in my toolkit. Um, I'm a massive essential oil advocate. There are so many PubMed studies out there that talk about their effectiveness on regulating the nervous system, you know, how they affect the hormones, how they affect um, sleep. I use a brand that um, has a seed to seal policy. So there's absolutely no synthetic in there because obviously I don't want to be diffusing synthetic fragrances in my home around the kids. Uh, so I diffuse and I rub them on my feet. There are lots and lots of um, common oils like you know, lavender, chamomile, cedarwood. Um, you can rub them on your vagus nerve as well and on um, in your navel. And I find that some nights when I forget to do that, I actually have um, a slightly worse sleep, uh, which I guess it's good because I, you know, I, I can monitor it now. Um, and just as you talk a lot about uh, the, the best thing for sleep quality, it's just revitalizing your morning. You know, do you do any kind of breath work when you're out of bed? You know, are you meditating? Are you getting your natural light within two hours of, you know, waiting, look, uh, waking, sorry, looking at the sunrise, taking little sun breaks? Um, there's a cool little um, app called a D-Minder 
app as well that I'm sure you know about. It's basically when you should be outside in the sun to boost your vitamin D. And it, it depends on like the angle of the sun based on your region. So it tells you when you should be going. Um, exercising, you're all over the exercise. So morning walks and jogs in the morning light are best. And the more intense workouts are um, after work, but three hours before dinner. That's what the biohackers say. And awareness of your chronotype, because some people are really trying to fit, you know, a, a round hole in a, what is it, a square peg in a round, round hole. Um, so learning your chronotype and aligning your sleeping and eating accordingly can also massively uh, improve your sweat, sleep quality. So a chronotype is a natural inclination of your body to sleep at a certain time. So it's not your circadian rhythm. It's just like the, the genetic um, right. coding of, of whether you, essentially are you an early bird versus a night owl. And it doesn't matter how much you try, you can't shove that you know, night owl into the early bird um, uh, category. And it right. really helps you. Uh, determine uh, what you are and there's um i'm not sure if you heard of dr michael bruce he's a, mm -hmm. a sleep researcher he's got this great little uh, quiz you can do it's called the power of when quiz.com and they basically it's, it's a quiz to help you work out your chronotype which is determined by your uh, uh, per3 gene and the longer the gene means you tend to be an early riser and a shorter one means that you're um, a late riser, which obviously, once again, from an evolutionary perspective, it makes so much sense to have different chronotypes because as ancestors, when we all lived in groups and had a variety of different sleep and wake cycles, meant that there was always a security guard available for the tribe, you know, 24-7. So that's that's super important. Right. Well, that's, that's great. I absolutely love that. Um, and thank you for sharing that because, again, breaking it down very well for my audience, I'm going to give them a little summary there as well because that was really good and really needs to be heard. I like it. Start off with talking about what finding out the root cause. What's the issue? What's the problem first? You always got to start off with that. That's absolutely fantastic. Then you get into knowing your blood, your blood sugar. You see, we're in a CGM. I definitely, I don't personally wear a CGM. I have, I do follow Lumen, which is a different conversation uh, as far as tracking um, what my body is burning. But I've yeah, also right. known my body quite well, so I don't personally wear a CGM. But I have had clients that do wear a CGM, especially when they're not really familiar with their bodies. So that is that can be a very good tool to use because you want to keep your blood sugar steady at mm. night. Um, of course, it starts off with what you do in the morning, right? So again, that early sun. What I want to add to that though is if you can get the sunrise and get the sunset, works mm. like gangbusters, right? Getting that red light from the sun right from the rising and the setting sun oh my god can do great things for your vibration help with your recovery with your sleep so on so forth right so and now that, we're talking like and now we're talking a night owl talking to an early bird and that's that they're, they're in i've struggled so much getting that sunrise um because i'm a night well night, night owl and i'm sure someone like you you're you're in there you're up you're up and early that's yeah exactly and i'm up early and, yeah, exactly. and not everybody can necessarily get it, but that's just something mm -hmm. to think about. And if you can get the sunrise, try to get the sunset, even though I recommend both staying there for a few minutes. But worst case scenario, get in I get sunlight within the first two hours awakening, definitely to yeah. reset your circadian rhythm. That was really the moral of the story right there. Right. So mm -hmm. I want to add to that. Then we talk about the aura ring, which I think is a great sleep tracker if you don't have aura ring. I recommend ordering, but we have all the sleep trackers as well, like on your smartwatches that you can wear, so on and so forth. But if you can't afford an ordering, I do recommend because ordering tracks things like your heart rate variability, which yeah. a smartwatch is not going to track. 
right? So those are things to consider as well with that. And then we talk about, you know, going going at night, you know, it's uh, what you eat. And that's where the CGM is important because you understand that based on how you eat, how what your blood sugar is doing. If your blood sugar is constantly spiking, you're going to have trouble sleeping because you're going to run out of glucose at one, two o'clock. And then your adrenaline is going to raise, your body's going to respond, stress response by, by raising your cortisol, which is going to kick you out of sleep and you're going to feel terrible. So by eating in a way that keeps your blood sugar steady throughout the night, especially if you're metabolically flexible, because your brain can also use um, ketones or glucose for energy. Yeah, yeah people yeah. don't know that. But if you're not metabolically flexible, you may be primarily looking at glucose, right? Which is a, that, that's another conversation I'm not going to get into. So what you eat at night. So that's just like, I always want to package that little section up for everyone to understand how those things can work for you, but really go back and listen to the actual take to get the full description and details of what Sylvia just laid on us. And with that being said, this already feels like an episode of hacks on hacks on hacks, but we have one more. The hack of the show. Well, look at that. We have, oh, we're just giving out gifts everywhere. I should do this on Christmas. It should be a Christmas episode. So the hack of the episode, we're going to talk about infrared sauna. A lot of people don't realize the benefits of infrared sauna, right? So what are they? What are the benefits of infrared sauna? Well, we were talking a lot about <clears throat> light. So obviously, because this is, you know, essentially a show about light. So red and infrared light have very similar physiological effects. The primary difference being that infrared light penetrates deeper into the body, meaning that its healing frequencies can reach more really into your mitochondria, basically. And the first chunk of the infrared uh, spectrum is called the near infrared. Um, and it's referred to that near because it's next to red, basically. Um, so for all practical purposes, infrared light therapy or a combination of red and infrared, uh, infrared light is, uh, is, is ideal. Now, these waves penetrate up to six inches into your uh, body, increasing your body temperature from the inside out, not from the outside in like a traditional sauna where you get that really, really super hot air. This is, a diff this is like you're cooking your insides. It sounds revolting, but it's not. It's quite amazing. Um, so you're activating your um, sweat glands hugely. And because, as we just spoke of, light has an impact on your natural circadian rhythm, researchers infer that red and near-infrared wavelengths have the ability to stimulate and increase melatonin production, you know, talking about sleep. So infrared sauna, number one, really helps with thermoregulation before bed and puts the body into a parasympathetic state where the body rests and digests. So this enables you to sweat more, and it's a lot, and it's in, in a lower, much more comfortable temperature range, um, increasing thermal energy, uh, and you're in a bit of a relaxed sweat. So when I go into my sauna, that's where I meditate because I instantly get into that that parasympathetic calm state. So they even tell you not to read or you know do yoga or whatever in your sauna just to get in there and and come down. Um, now everyone can benefit from regular sauna use, especially if you are on a journey of healing the gut. Um, or your nervous system, or you have any inflammatory issues or a toxin issue. So my history is that I had mold illness. I had SIRS and I started to do my research about what can actually detoxify the mold out of my body and soreness kept on popping up. But not only that, so the infrared light, the heat and the sweating associated with it has been shown. Like we've got PubMed evidence for all of this. I think in the last year, there's like another 600 um, PubMed, PubMed studies about infrared reduces inflammation 
So obviously it supports detox through sweating. It strengthens the immune system through sweating. It improves wound healing. Uh, it activates cell regeneration. It reduces stress by shifting into that parasympathetic state, increases blood flow, um, improves athletic performance, reduces pain. It actually fights cognitive decline, uh, helps with hormone hormonal balance, and it's amazing uh, for lowering blood pressure. So by spending time in an infrared sauna, it helps increase blood flow to nourish the glands um, and the mitochondria that produce hormones. Um, so from a hormone point of view, that's why it's good for testosterone, estrogen, um, insulin. Uh, one study found that having a sauna session two, three or more than four times a week had a 27 and 41% reduction in respiratory diseases uh, compared to going to the sauna less than once a week. And they also noted a uh, 33 and 47% decreased risk of pneumonia, respectively. And what's going on in the world at the moment, you know, if you have issues around that, that's another way, a different way of looking at it, I guess. Now, some are um, quite high in EMF. So once again, do your research about saunas. The three that I found that are best in class of what I've seen are um, sauna space, which is the one I use, uh, clear light and sunlighten. But anecdotally, for me, my sleep, because I've, I've always had a, a pretty rough sleep. That's why I got really obsessed with sleep. It can, it's significantly improved my sleep. And that's whether I have a sauna in the morning or have one in the evening. Um, I was able to detox from my mold illness because I couldn't sweat before the sauna. It actually took me two months to start sweating uh, properly in the sauna but now I literally just smell it and I just I, yeah there's so I, oodles and oodles of sweat coming out of me at the moment I do it three or four times a week now sweating helps to eliminate the heavy metals like um, um, arsenic cadmium lead mercury and researchers found that the infrared heat room the infrared sauna helps to excrete phthalates as well that are stored in our fat cells uh, flame retardants bpa pesticides um, and also the, the mold and the mycotoxins. So, you know, if you are losing a lot of weight, um, it is actually quite a good idea to, to complement your weight loss with a sauna because you can sweat out these toxins um, as sweating is one of our, you know, primary detox methods of, um, of the human body. And the other, um, the other thing I've, I've read about was that reducing these uh, pollutants also improves your IQ scores mm -hmm. uh, and your neurocognitive function. So that's another good reason to get it because you get smarter. Uh, it, it is a big investment. I mean, they're not cheap, but the results are phenomenal. So you get a river of sweat. You create endorphins. You have this incredible parasympathetic response. For me, with a monkey brain, you know, slightly hyperactive i had issues meditating i can meditate beautifully in a sauna and it knocks me out for sleep especially if i make it um a regular event so that's what i think the benefits of the infrared sauna are see i generally consider myself smarter than most people and, and now i know the infrared sauna has a lot to do with that so Thank you very much. Thank you very much for, for <laughs> no, you know these now. I already knew. I already knew this, but you just you just let everybody know. So you know, you confirmed it. You confirmed it. You confirmed it. You confirmed it. So there we go. There we go. And with that being said, this is a fantastic episode. Hacks upon hacks upon hacks. Light CGM. We talked about um blue light blockers. How to optimize your sleep. So I mean, just so many things, right? And with that being said. I know you have a newsletter, so I want you to tell my audience about 
your newsletter, how we can subscribe, and also if they need to, how they can learn more about your work and get in touch with you? Um, that's that's pretty simple. So get in touch with me is quite easy. I'm at Just Be Whole in, on LinkedIn. And I've also got a website that I think you'll link to, justbehold.com.au. So I offer a free 30-minute breakthrough energy assessment and to work out if there are any roadblocks that are standing between you and your most energised self. Uh, the newsletter, if you subscribe to my newsletter, it's similar to yours. Like once a month I come in and I, I'll get my my topic that I'm obsessed with or someone's asked me a question and I find it a you know, really curious way to answer it. Uh, so sometimes I'll talk about essential oils, which oils are great for which conditions. Well, I talk about sleep. I talk about energy, um, vitality and um, mindset because um, I think mindset is something that that is often overlooked as well. Um, it's is, is there anything that's holding you back? Is there any self-sabotage? that's down there in your subconscious. So, you know, because a lot of us, we know about sleep, we know about what to eat, but it's just going and finding out why we're not doing the things that we're supposed to be doing. So I try and help with that as well. Um, yeah. So that's how to get in touch with me, but just remember with the Instagram, definitely go into my, my website because I find that the algorithms sometimes, you know, they always change the algos on Instagram. Yeah. Instagram gets on my nerves anyway, her yes. contact information, and um, um, we'll be in the show notes. Our contact information, including our website, will be in the show notes. These show notes should be zikahealth.com slash just be whole. I think that's what this one's going to be. Um, so zikahealth.com slash just be whole. might be a little different. Whatever comes out of my brain at that time is what we're going to go with. <laughs> the podcast, the, the actual show notes will be in the description of the podcast. We need this until we can click on it, go straight to it anyway. So thank you so much, Sylvia. This is a fantastic interview. The hack upon the hack upon the hack. You want some stuff? Listen, subscribe to the newsletter, everyone. Improve your sleep, optimize your life, and be that total badass that I know you can be. And with that being said, we're signing off. Thank you. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content out of this or any of my shows, save subscribe, and share it with anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.